Hey friends, I'm excited to have you here as this episode was recorded specifically for the Wellness and Wisdom Summit. I'm so honored to be included with some of the amazing women that are a part of this summit and can't wait to share more. We all know that being a parent can change you, but most of us are not expecting the mommy brain. You know what I'm talking about, that crazy, like, can't remember anything, feel like you're losing your mind feeling that you get after you've had a kid. In today's episode, we'll talk about mommy brain, what it actually is and the science behind it, how to move out of the survival mode and back into thriving in motherhood. Hi, I'm Marissa. I'm a health coach and a mom of five. I'm on a mission to empower and inspire self-worth, health, and wholeness in all women, especially moms. See, as moms, we tend to put ourselves last, and that's not good for our health. On this podcast, I share the lessons and tools I've learned to help me be a better person and a better mom. The term mommy brain is used to describe that spacey, sleep-deprived state when new moms tend to forget things and act scatterbrained. I think just about every mom has felt this at some point, and if you've had multiple kids, it can really hit you hard. But good news, there is more to mommy brain than just the forgetfulness. A recent study done at Yale University took MRIs of new mothers during the first few months after childbirth. Psychologist Pil Young Kim found growth in brain areas which are connected to and may be responsible for interacting with your child, finding your baby to be special, planning and monitoring your parenting behavior, and engaging in warm parenting behavior. This showed that motherhood may actually trigger brain growth specifically to areas of the brain responsible for shaping warm and efficient parental behavior. Other research studies have shown the loss of volume in the hippocampus area of the brain. This is the part of the brain associated with memory. So that's where that typical fogginess and memory loss comes from. But studies have also found that that loss um, is returned so that volume comes back by about two years. So after your baby is about two years old, that um, memory loss has faded and that um, sharpness has come back. Similar studies also showed that women still had growth in the areas of the brain involved in the ability to emphatically understand what is going on in another person's brain. So the ability to actually be empathetic increases with motherhood. With all of this research, scientists are beginning to learn that the brain can restructure itself to respond to life changes. What all of this means for mom is an increased focus on the well-being of our new child. It changes our mental and emotional focus on the newborn who is largely dependent on you and increases our ability to do that. But it comes with some trade-offs. 
the mental and physical fatigue, memory loss, and we tend to push away our own physical and emotional needs, which can then be complicated with guilt and conditions like postpartum depression. I like to think of this time period as survival mode. You are focusing on the survival of your baby and you are narrowing your focus to just surviving. When you're in the survival mode with a newborn, it's important to recognize that it's not all bad, that this is for the benefit of your baby, and to not guilt yourself into not being able to do more than taking care of your baby. So there are a few tips that I give to new moms that are struggling with this survival mode. First, prioritize sleep. Not only do you need it, because the baby obviously is not sleeping all the way through the night, but sleep is when your brain can heal and process information and all of these changes are being made. So sleep is necessary for critical brain function. Second, take care of your most basic needs, and if needed, include the baby in these. So make sure you are getting food that you're being fed that, you know, you can drink water when your baby nurses or take a walk and with your baby, sleep when your baby is sleeping. But also make time for yourself. It can be all consuming with this new focus on the newborn and very tempting to spend all of your time 24-7 taking care of the baby, but you will burn out quickly if you do not take even a little bit of time for yourself. Maybe that's a shower while your partner watches the baby or um, having a family member come in and watch the baby so that you can take a nap or get something done. But you need to be, make sure that you're taking time for yourself. Also, recognize that there are others who want and can help. If you don't have a support team um, of family members or friends, ask for help especially ask for help with things that are not related to the baby. For example, laundry and dishes, meals, etc. Lots of people can help with these things and you don't have to relinquish your baby over to somebody you don't feel comfortable with. Survival mode can be especially hard when you have older children because your focus can no longer be on your newborn, but that focus has to expand to include your other children as well. Give yourself some grace and maybe plan a little bit less during this period of time. I like to use alarms and phone reminders to help me stay on top of important tasks. I can't tell you how many times I would miss the arrival of the bus at the bus stop in the afternoons because I had fallen asleep while nursing the baby. Thankfully, I had a great support system of friends in the neighborhood who stepped in to help when slip-ups like that happened. But I quickly learned that alarms on my phone were my best friend for helping me to remember important tasks. Also, set appointments for yourself to remind yourself to take care of yourself. So I had a standing agreement with my husband that when he would come home from work in the afternoons, I would get at least 30 minutes to myself to do whatever I needed to do to take care of myself, whether that was go for a walk, take a shower, or even just 
sit in peace and quiet for a few minutes. Um, This was super helpful for both of us because he knew that when he came home, he was on call and needed to help out with kiddos. And I knew that if I could just make it till he got home, I would allow, be able to have a little bit of time to myself. This might also look like having a family member come in at a certain time of day or a specific day at the week to help out a little bit to allow you to take care of yourself. Setting appointments for yourself might also look like setting aside a specific time during the day where you will do something for yourself. So for instance, you know that maybe all of the kids will be in bed by 8 o'clock then from like 8 o'clock until the time that you go to bed, you can use that time to focus on yourself. Or maybe you're able to get up before all of the kids get up in the morning. Again, you could schedule that time to use for yourself. And then treat it as an an appointment. Respect it with the same um, amount of sacredness as you would an appointment with your boss or an appointment with a client. Survival mode may also last longer when you have lots of little ones close in age. When I had my first two, they were two years apart and that was a struggle. Any mom that has had a toddler with a baby knows what I'm talking about. And then baby number three came along just a few years later. And so I had three kids all home with me all day until the oldest um, was old enough to start um, kindergarten and go to school. So it can be really difficult when you have lots of little ones at home during this survival mode period of time. And it's okay. You will make it through. I promise. During this time period, I found it was super helpful to use coping phrases. So for example, this too shall pass. (laughs) Just saying that and taking a deep breath oftentimes helped me to um, let go of a little bit of that stress and guilt that I was feeling. Other ones that were helpful were it is what it is just doing the best that I could and recognizing that that's the best I could do and letting things be as they are. It is what it is. Um, Another one that was super helpful was it's okay. So anytime I started to um, really get upset about something that wasn't working the way I wanted it to or I was feeling guilt about things that were happening in the family, I would just tag that on to those mental thoughts and say, it's okay. Because in the end, it was all going to be okay. And last but not least, my favorite was, I can do this. Anytime I was faced with what seemed like a very overwhelming situation, I would tell myself, I can do this. Three little kids going to the beach by myself. I can do this. Three little kids at the grocery store right before nap time. I can do this. (laughs) Anytime anything started to seem like it was getting to be a little bit too much, I would remind myself that I could do it, that I just need to take a deep breath and press on. 
to be honest, I still use some of these coping phrases today. Let's face it, not every day of motherhood is a walk in the park, and sometimes a little reminder that we got this is just what we need. Eventually, when you're getting more sleep and baby is in a routine and your kids are growing in independence and don't need you quite as much, you physically can move out of the need for survival mode. But a lot of us kind of get stuck here in the survival mode mentality and don't realize it. You know that you are mentally stuck in survival mode when you feel like you're drowning in the day-to-day craziness of life and can't really put your finger on why you feel overwhelmed. You wake up feeling tired and cranky and crabby and not rested at all. You move through the day frantically trying to just keep up with everything that needs to be done and then bedtime comes along and there's not really any rhythm or routine to it. It's more just like, everyone please go to sleep so I can have some peace. This is when you're stuck in survival mode. Personally, I get the feeling that I'm just going from fire to fire, putting them out as best I can before something else pops up. And this doesn't just happen when you have a newborn or little, little ones at home. It can happen anytime there's a big life change or things just get to be overwhelming. This may also happen when you haven't fully moved out of that mommy brain mentality. The mental capacity is there and physically you should have been able to move out of survival mode because newborn is bigger, little kids have grown, but you're so focused on taking care of the kids and focusing on the kids' needs that you forget to take care of yourself and burnout and overwhelm starts to creep in. But once you recognize that you are in survival mode, you can begin to make it more survivable. I found that these next eight tips help me to navigate that feeling of survival mode and get to a place where I feel like I am thriving again. Tip number one, stick with the basics. Look at your basic needs and pare it down to just what needs to be met. So food, look for easy meals that don't take a whole lot of brain work to do and maybe even prep ahead to um, ensure for ease during really crazy times. Also, making sure to get enough water and sleep can help with energy levels. Don't look to add new routines for you or your kids during this period of time. Really just pare it down to what is most essential for you and your family. Tip number two, prioritize. Focus on the things that are most important for the specific day that you are in. So paying the bills takes precedence over wanting to just Netflix and chill. Your kids don't necessarily have to bathe every single day, but they do need to be fed. A doctor's appointment takes priority over story time at the library. Learn to cut out things that don't you don't need to do right now when you are feeling overwhelmed. If it helps, you can make a list of things that you need to get to eventually so that you can know where your focus needs to be. Tip three, it's okay to cut corners when you need to. I like to call this eliminating mom guilt. 
as mom, there are lots of things that we feel like we should be doing, but don't necessarily need to do. So take an inventory of what's on your plate and see where are some corners that can be rounded out. Now is the time to focus on what's best for you and your family and not what's Instagram worthy. Really, I'm a firm believer in whole foods being best for the body, but cooking whole foods three times a day, seven times a week becomes a burden on time, money, and mother's sanity. My kids are okay with cereal every once in a while. They're also okay with a little bit of TV here and there if it means that I can um, get other things done. My family also knows that mom's got a lot on her plate when she pulls out the paper plates for the week. Make it easier on yourself when things feel really tough. Tip four, what's good for you is good for the kids. If you're an introvert and planning less out of the house activities is good for you right now, your kids will be okay with fewer sports and playdates. If you're an extrovert and need to get out of the house each day to fill up your social tank, your kids will also enjoy the outings. If you need a little time away from your kids, that's okay as well. Doing things that are just for you are a must and shouldn't be considered selfish because if because if you're able to take care of yourself, you will in turn be better able to take care of your kids. Tip five, try to move your body. You don't need to be perfect about exercise or try to start a new routine right now, but look for ways to move your body through the day. A walk around the block, some light stretching or quick yoga, even just chasing the kids around the yard for five minutes. Your body will thank you for the increased oxygen supply and boost of endorphins with a little more energy and a clearer mind. Tip six, create space. When you look around and visually see clutter, your brain feels overwhelmed. So take some time and get rid of some things. You'll have less to keep track of and less to clean up. Start with just one room, a place where you can rest and unwind. Keeping this one area clean and looking nice will help you feel like a success and give you a place where you can feel space to just breathe. Tip seven, get the easy things done. When our to-do lists are long, it can feel overwhelming to the point where we don't even know where to start. And so we do nothing. But if you break bigger tasks into small, easy-to-accomplish tasks, it helps us to get things done and feel accomplished. For example, start your big room declutter by just cleaning off the nightstand. You'll feel accomplished by just completing that one thing. If you're trying to read a book that you've been wanting to finish forever, make a commitment to just read one page a day. And if by chance you don't have big tasks or projects on um, your to-do list, then just pick something that will help you feel accomplished for the day. Maybe it's filling the dishwasher before you go to bed at night, or doing your makeup every morning so you feel nice and refreshed. As you start to shift out of survival mode, mode you'll gradually be able to add bigger and more things to your list. Lastly, know that survival mode doesn't and shouldn't last forever. 
There's a common misconception that motherhood is always hard and physically exhausting, but that's not the case. You can be thriving in motherhood. There will be seasons when we feel like we have too much to grapple with, but there are seasons, and as we learn to cope and adapt, seasons change. If you feel like you just can't seem to get out of survival mode, I can help. As a health coach, I help moms who are feeling overwhelmed and burnt out. We look at how mindset might be getting in our own way and then work together to establish healthy habits that work with you within mom life so that you can show up fully for those you love. If you are interested in working with me, you can go to www.wellnesswithmarissa.com. Right now, I'm looking for four women to be beta testers for me for my new program. I just revamped my 90-day coaching program to focus more on mothers and the issues that mothers deal with in trying to establish healthy habits. Um, my beta testers for this program would be able to purchase it at just $97 instead of the regular $500 that I charge for the 90-day coaching program. I really want to make sure that this is working and want to help you and want to make sure that what I'm doing is helping you. So I'm really looking for some women who are willing to try it and give it a shot and give me some feedback along the way. So again, if you're interested in that, go to wellnesswithmarissa.com. Well, that wraps it up for this episode. I'm grateful that you chose to listen and hopefully you found some helpful tips to help you get through mommy brain and survival mode. If you'd like to learn more about healthy habits and thriving in motherhood, check me out on Instagram and Facebook at Wellness with Marissa and subscribe to this podcast for more great lessons and tips along the way to help you out. All right, friends. You got this, and I wish you well.